Hello, listener. How are you? How was your 420? I hope it was excellent. Obviously, that was a couple of weeks ago now, but just recovering from that, really, myself, and uh, and I hope you are as well. Uh, I hope you got a chance to listen to that excellent conversation I had with Tommy Chong for the 420 episode. Really some great stories from him. He's just such a wonderful advocate and has been for decades for cannabis and his characters, his comedy, his music, all that that he's done and contributed as a creator has just meant so much to the cannabis space, and uh, it was a great, great conversation. So if you haven't had a chance to listen, uh, definitely recommend that. But uh, 420 was a, an interesting time for me, too. I, I certainly indulged in a lot of cannabis products. I, I had a, a blast of a, of a weekend. And after the indulgences of 420, I kind of settled down a little bit, got back into my regular routine. And as of right now, listener, I'm recording this April 30th of 2023. I'm going to release this episode tomorrow, May 1st. And I'm on my third day of a tolerance break or a tea break. Maybe you've heard of these, maybe you haven't, but I'm going to get into a little bit of the specifics, what I like to do, what some others do, what what it entails, how long, and some tips and tricks to kind of get through these uh, tea break days, which can be a little bit tough. Uh, but I'm still going to be bringing interviews to you and talking about uh, the topic of cannabis. There's a lot going on, as always right now, in the in news of cannabis and in this space, lots of events coming up. So that's going to be uh, the main focus of today's episode. I'm going to get you caught up on some news headlines and tell you about some exciting events coming up and kind of walk you through my personal tolerance break. And uh, if you have any questions, as always, feel free to reach out at Seaman Podcast on Twitter and Instagram, or you can head to the CannabisManPodcast.com website or uh, engage with the show on Spotify or YouTube or some other way, whichever you prefer. Any questions or comments are always welcome. So without further ado, let's get into this 47th episode of the Cannabis Man Podcast. Hit it! There it is. There you have it. That, my friends, is the excellent theme written and composed by my man Yusu Kim, a.k.a. Goodson, great friend of mine from high school and a very talented musician. You can catch him at I Am A Good Son on uh, Twitter and Instagram if you want to check out his most recent singles. But, listener, I, I hope you dig on that theme the way that I do because, man, that thing always just puts me in the exact right mood to be talking about cannabis, which, uh, let's get into it right now. I'd like to start this episode off by uh, bringing you the news joint wrap. This is a wrap-up of news stories and events around Illinois, but the Midwest at all, related to cannabis, and it's all curated for you by IllinoisNewsJoint.com. Think of it as the joint you can hit for all your Illinois cannabis news and reviews. And let's start with Anti-Apparel. They're going to be hosting a Decatur Art and Vendor Days. Anti-Apparel's a central Illinois-based streetwear brand. It's scheduled an all-ages event in central Illinois, the Decatur Art and Vendor Days. Anti-Apparel founder and owner 
Adam Sutherland composed a long list of vendors and artists of all kinds for a, quote, safe and affordable space to have an amazing event for everyone to enjoy. This will be hosted at the Decatur Conference Center and Hotel. It's going to run on July 1st from 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. It's geared toward artists, vendors, and patrons. And Illinois News Joint will be there. You stop by their booth, you can get a chance to win a free prize and other giveaways. Lots of other stuff that's going to go on there. Joseph Couch of Bly's Barbershop will give uh, free kids haircuts if your kids, uh, you know, do is getting a little long uh, out there. Maybe uh, stop by for a free haircut. That's worth it. That's worth the price of admission in itself, right? And also custom 4th of July designs for kids. Obviously, that'll be right ahead of Independence Day, so something fun to get excited about that event. And there'll be photo booths set up, a few vendor spots and food trucks available too. Decatur Art and Vendor Days is also accepting donations for raffles and giveaways, by the way. If you'd like to find out more about that event, you can head to IllinoisNewsJoint.com. Next story here highlighted uh, by Jason Brown at Illinois News Joint, Vineyard Accounting specializes in cannabis. Now, this is a a highlight piece. Jason Brown mentions that once he started uh, an LLC, the accounting side of it was, you know, as you can probably imagine, listener, kind of uh, some deep water to wade in. For a lot of people not not familiar with accounting, uh, I would count myself among them. And so Jason Brown is basically highlighting the local business Vineyard Accounting, and he says he found eventually exactly what he was looking for in an accounting partner. And it's a cannabis-specific accounting firm designed to work with both plant-touching and ancillary businesses. Owners Boyd and Heather LaFoon provided uh, Illinois News Joint with a full state and federal tax services, including filing them. Also, Heather scheduled personal meetings with Jason to go over adjustments on how to better categorize, label, and schedule business transactions that'll pay them big benefits in the future. So uh, if you have a cannabis business or it's something that you're thinking about or an LLC that's related to cannabis, as as Jason mentions, ancillary businesses here, however you are in the cannabis industry, if you're a cultivator, if you're an infuser, if you're in the medical space, wherever this is, if you're starting a cannabis business, think about vineyard accounting for your cannabis business needs. And here is a very interesting one, listener. I I wanted to bring this up because it excites me a lot. High-Minded Events offers full-service cannabis bars. Uh, And this article uh, by Michael Lasley of IllinoisNewsJoint.com highlights weddings as one of the most memorable events in a person's life. I myself have a wedding coming up in just over a month now, June 11th. Very excited about this. Going to have definitely some cannabis stuff there. But uh, what's really cool here is that high-minded events are now offering cannabis-friendly couples a way to incorporate a new legal way to celebrate at the reception, that being a full-service cannabis bar. High-Minded Events is leading the trend by providing the special service and more for couples who want to add cannabis to their wedding celebration. They make a note that full-service cannabis bars can be part of any celebratory event, not just weddings. High-Minded Events is offering certified cannabis educators who are trained to inform guests about the menu, serve, and monitor cannabis dosing, as well as maintain a responsible level of consumption. I think that is a very important point to highlight there. It ensures that guests will have a safe and enjoyable experience, which I think anybody who's putting on any kind of event, I think that's very important to you. So I just thought this idea that high-minded events is moving forward with these full-service cannabis bars, this is fantastic. They provide educators who are there to help people who, you know, the state and all the legal states are full of people who are interested in cannabis but don't know anything about it. So a full-service cannabis bar at your celebratory event, complete with somebody who's going to show up and educate the people and get them excited about the different products, allow them to expand their minds and palates a little bit, try something new. I think this is fantastic and something to think about if you've got any
any kind of event coming up in the Illinois area, consider High Minded Events and maybe uh, add a full-service cannabis bar to uh, to your spot. As always, listener, you can find out more about all these events and news stories by heading to IllinoisNewsJoint.com. A few other interesting news stories that are of more national or global focus, listener, that I'm going to get to here in just a moment. But before I do, I want to take this opportunity to remind you that Cannabis Man Podcast is now an affiliate of Studio TBD in New York. And man, if you haven't tried some of their gummies, let me tell you, you are missing out right now. If you have not indulged in some of their 4 milligram THC, 25 milligram CBD gummies for a nice chill evening or one of their uh, more high uh, level products, the 10 milligrams THC, 20 of CBD, if you're trying to turn the party up a little bit. They're great, great gummies. They not only taste great, but they put you in a wonderful place. And as I've mentioned before, you can kind of track your progress, so to speak, along your cannabis journey of the evening because TBD has these excellent little graphics on the back of their products that sort of chart where you can expect your high to travel to in terms of level throughout the evening and and in terms of time period. So after you consume the gummies, you can look at the back of this package and look at the next three, four, five hours and kind of follow along with your own personal feelings, uh, the reaction you have to these gummies. And I thought that was just such a cool innovation to put on their packages. So I love what TBD's doing. They now also have some green tea infused lemonade hemp based drinks available for sale. And you can head to tbd-products.com to avail yourself of either one of these delicious and very fun cannabis products. And if you use the promo code CANNABISMAN at checkout, you can knock 20% off your order. That's tbd-products.com, promo code CANNABISMAN to save yourself 20%. One more uh, news note here around Illinois, listener. I got a message on Instagram from my buddy Nick Thomas over at 420pipes.com, also an affiliate of the Cannabis Man podcast. And I love the products they have there too, listener. If you're looking for a new piece or anything, a grinder, uh, a nice little joint, a roach clip. If you've never used a, a joint roach clip, I never had one of those. I saw the big Lebowski using one and I always kind of wanted one. Nick uh, Nick sent me one from 420pipes.com and man, I just love using that thing now. Uh, not that, you know, I had really any problems when the joint would get down real low. It's not like my fingers really ever got burnt, but you can feel that heat and there were times when it would get, you know, uncomfortable, I suppose, on the, you know, even on the lips, but on the fingertips too. And it's kind of nice having a, a little, you know, roach clip to just, you know, pin that thing down and you're just, I hold on to a little wooden block now and uh, I, I pretend I'm the big Lebowski and, and everything's great. So head to 420pipes.com if you're interested in that stuff and you can use the promo code CANNABISMAN there too and you can knock off 10% off your order if you're looking for any new cannabis product. But I bring that up because Nick Thomas sent me a message on Instagram at Seaman Podcast if you're interested. But there's something happening in the Illinois hemp industry. Basically, according to Mark Paysakovich here, hope I'm saying that right, no offense meant, but uh, he says that the cannabis companies in Illinois are claiming that hemp-made products, hemp-derived products, are dangerous and illegal and are telling Illinois legislators uh, that uh, having to compete with hemp operators is hurting their business. And so there is a a building movement here and uh, Mark says that hemp companies and advocates are planning a virtual meeting at 6 p.m. on Thursday, May 6th. So that's coming up later this week on Thursday and they're going to be sharing updates and discuss next steps in this kind of journey. So if you'd like to join those advocates for Illinois hemp, you can RSVP to Mark at mark at mbmadvantage.com mark at mbmadvantage.com 
www.mmadvantage.com and uh, a link will be provided to you if you would like to jump on that virtual meeting regarding Illinois hemp operators and companies. So that is something to keep an eye on. I have heard some buzz about this, talking about the Delta 8 THC products and some of the hemp-derived options, alternatives to true THC cannabis. Now, I admit I am not that familiar with these hemp-based products. I myself, I don't think I've ever tried Delta 8 THC. I've never been interested in it. I I have a lot of family in Milwaukee. Some of my cousins and and good friends, you know, uh, who are up there told me years ago about some news stories making the rounds that uh, people had some very bad reactions to some of those uh, some of those products. So I don't know the truth of that or not. I admit to you now, listener, I am not an expert at all. I am the furthest thing from it regarding Delta A products. I've never tried that stuff. So uh, I don't really know anything about them. I don't know if they're dangerous. I don't know how they relate to Delta 9 THC. I don't know how they compare. But I do know that there are a lot of hemp operators who are making good products. And hemp operations in Illinois are not limited to Delta 8. There's a lot of other hemp-based products that might be made and sold by a company. So I, I do think this is certainly worth paying attention to. And if you or anybody that you know is a hemp operator or is in any way affiliated with these sorts of um, substitute products, this might be a virtual meeting to attend to figure out what's going on there. Now I'd like to travel east, listener, across the world and head to the uh, small country of Singapore. The Republic of Singapore is an island country. It is right uh, on the south tip of the island of Malaysia, but again, it is an independent uh, republic. It's on its own there. But it's kind of right above the equator. It's northwest of Australia and south of countries like Vietnam and Thailand. Now, why am I talking about Singapore on a cannabis podcast? Uh, Well, because a few days ago, listener, uh, April 26th, news started coming out that Singapore executed a man for trafficking two pounds of cannabis. That's right. Singapore killed a man for trafficking cannabis. I'm bringing this up because it illustrates so clearly how fierce the opposition still is in some parts of the world, in some parts of the U.S. Now, nobody's getting killed here over trafficking cannabis, thank God. But this is, it's more than noteworthy. Somebody was killed, legally executed in a country for moving cannabis. A Singaporean man convicted of trying to traffic around 2.2 pounds of cannabis was executed last Wednesday, a sentence lambasted by rights groups and campaigners for its severity at a time when many other nations, including neighboring countries, have adopted a more lenient approach towards drugs and capital punishment. I'm reading a CNN article here, listener. I will share it on the uh, show social media pages at Seaman Podcast on Twitter and Instagram. But CNN goes on, while cannabis has been legalized in a growing number of nations worldwide, Singapore maintains some of the world's harshest drug laws and its government remains adamant that capital punishment works to deter drug traffickers and must remain in place to maintain public safety. Are you fucking kidding me? Are you fucking kidding me? Public safety? You kill a man for moving two pounds of cannabis into your small Asian country to make people forget for a moment that they live in a place like that and you hang this man? by his neck until death? This is exactly, this is exactly the same kind of reefer madness propaganda from the 1900s. But it's 2023, April of 23. This is last week. This isn't 10 years ago. This happened last fucking week. 46-year-old man 
and I'm going to butcher this name, I apologize in advance, but Tangaraju Supia, I believe, S-U-P-P-I-A-H. 46-year-old Singaporean who was put to death Wednesday, his sister, Lee Lavathi, told CNN that her brother had been hanged and the family received a death certificate. It was Singapore's first execution in six months. I'll be honest with you, listener, I'm still struggling to wrap my brain around this one. This one is is really... I know this is not the first time this has happened in the world. I know that, again, in the 1900s, that, that a lot of this stuff took place, especially in countries outside the U.S., but I, I don't think I've received, uh, certainly not in the last decade or so, I, I have not seen as stark a reminder as this of the vicious and very powerful anti-cannabis sentiment that still exists in the world today. It's easy for me living in Illinois which has been a legal state for the last three years, it's easy for me living my life here to go about enjoying cannabis and, and make it a part of, of my existence and celebrate the legality of it and, and operate you know as a cannabis user out in the open. And I do love that. I, I love my life right now. There's nothing about it I would change. But this is somebody who is a, a little over 10 years older than me moving cannabis for just like any other country, for the people in that country who need it. You know, forget about recreationally, forget about people who are just trying to unwind at the end of the day. We're talking medically. I'm not saying that this guy was definitely like a street doctor or something. I, I have no way of knowing that. But I know that there's no medical cannabis program in Singapore, and I know that the line between recreational and medical use of cannabis is pretty blurry. So I'm willing to bet that there were people using it medically that perhaps might have gotten it from this guy. And this guy is now dead. So the article kind of gives some more details, and, and I'm not really going to share uh, any of those. As I said, if you, I encourage you to read the rest of the article, listener, and I will share it on the show socials. But um, I felt the need to share that with you in case you hadn't seen it, because as exciting as these times are in the U.S. And, and these countries that are legalizing cannabis and that are fighting the stigma and that are finally moving us in, in a direction that is, is going to improve the quality of life for so many people, it is foolish to forget about the forces that are on the other side here. It is foolish to not remember that stigma and the power that that propaganda, that that reefer madness still wields in the minds of so many today, right today. So that, that's just something important to keep in mind. And thankfully, again, I, I living in the U.S., I speak from my perspective and, you know, I, I try not to speak for others here. But my God, that that poor family and the poor man to just be murdered, you know, executed is one way of saying it. I am going to say that the Singaporean government murdered this man because he was trying to improve the lives of some of his fellow citizens there. And, and this is 20, this is April 2023. That's, that's the point of this, is that this is not something that happened 150 years ago. This is happening now. Singapore could execute another guy in six months for moving cannabis. Although, pretty powerful deterrent that they just put out there and made global headlines, so maybe not. But either way, be careful out there. You live in a place where cannabis is not legal? Be careful out there. Because not everybody's attitudes are as open as some of these U.S. states and other countries around the world who, as I say, thankfully, are fighting this stigma of anti-cannabis propaganda and such. But the other side of it, 
the people who are still vomiting that vile propaganda and just spitting out these horrible anti-cannabis policies and, and sentiments. That attitude is still alive and well out there, and it's very strong, and it is rearing its ugly head all over the world. Even in some states here in the U.S., uh, where, again, nobody's going to get executed, but we are seeing a lot of pretty uh, fierce pushback from some state governments on uh, not just recreational, but medical cannabis policies, too. So, obviously, that's very different from executing somebody for moving it, but still, to pretend like the whole world is as open and happy about, you know, cannabis moving Moving forward as as we are, that's not the case. And it's very important to keep that in mind if you live or work or are traveling to a place that is not as cannabis friendly as some of these states and countries are. So uh, I just wanted to uh, bring that to your attention just in case uh, you hadn't seen that listener. And uh, now I'd like to move on to the topic I brought up off the top of the show, which is my tolerance break. I am currently on what uh, many cannabis users will call a tea break. Tolerance breaks are when you give your body a break from cannabis in order to reset your cannabinoid receptors and re-evaluate balance. That's really the major thing here, and that's the reason that I do it. Um, I find that, you know, I... We, we lean on substances, we human beings. You hear me ask these questions to my interview guests when I have them on the show. We as humans lean on substances, some of us more than others, and some of us become addicted to those substances. Now, the topic of addiction related to cannabis, whole other ball of wax, I'm not getting into that here. That's not what we're talking about. What I am talking about is a tolerance break. Whether you consider yourself to be someone who is a heavier cannabis user or a even lighter more moderate cannabis user. Tolerance breaks can be very effective at just simply resetting your balance, resetting your table. I'll tell you my personal experience here. The reason that I've done tolerance breaks in the past, and this time included, is because I want to lower my tolerance for cannabis. It is a high tolerance. I am somebody who, at the height of my cannabis use, I'm smoking all day every day. All day every day. That's when I smoke cannabis. So, Resetting my tolerance is kind of, I view, a, a crucial practice, not only for my body's sake and my mind, but for my wallet, too. Uh, I'll tell you, anybody who uses cannabis frequently knows that if you're smoking all day every day, it becomes kind of an expensive habit. And uh, what's nice about a tolerance break is that if you, the longer you do it, the lower your tolerance resets. Now, there are a few different, um, I've seen blog posts, I've seen some articles on this. I am going to be reading from one out of the University of Vermont, their uh, Center for Health and Well-Being at UVM. They have a tea break guide, a cannabis tolerance break guide, kind of a helpful thing. As I said, I'll share this on the show socials. They say, like anything else, your body builds up a tolerance. You need more to feel the same high. And a tea break can help you save money and also keep balance. Now, this is interesting. From UVM here, they say the hard news is that if you partake most days... A true tolerance break should be at least 21 days long, since it takes around three weeks or more for THC to leave your system. Again, this is on average, and that's because THC bonds to your fat cells, which is stored in the body longer. We've talked about this on the show as well. A lot of other substances like alcohol, tobacco, cocaine, those are water-soluble. They bond to the water cells in your body, and they get flushed out in 24 hours, and then they're gone. They're gone from your system. Cannabis is different. It's lipid-soluble. It bonds to the fat cells in your body. So when people ask the question, hey, 
Um, I, I'm a regular cannabis user and I've got to pass a drug test for a new job that I just applied to. How can I get a clean urine sample? And there's no clear answer to that because it, the fact is there's a lot of different factors. How often do you use it? What kind? What's your body fat percentage? Th- there's different things there. There's no easy and hard and fast equation which makes it just uniform for everybody. But that being said, I like this sort of guideline here, the rule of thumb, if you will, from UVM, 21 days long. And that, three weeks, that's my my plan for this tolerance break. This is uh, my third day of this tea break, and I've done this before, as I mentioned uh, multiple times. The most recent time was about three years ago. If I recall, it was January of 2020. Um, <laughs> you'll remember two months before COVID. If I'd known then what I know now, I probably would have just uh, forgot the whole thing and just enjoyed myself for another few months before the world changed. But uh, in any case, January of 2020, I did a dry month entirely. Now, some people do dry months and it's just concerning alcohol. I totally forewent, I guess, for I, I, to forego, forewent. I, I don't know what the past phrase is. I abstained from alcohol in the month of January 2020. I went a dry month. I also abstained from cannabis over that month. I also abstained from caffeine and added sugars. It was a hellish month, let me tell you. It was awful. But it certainly reset my tolerance. The The first cup of coffee I had in February, I felt it for most of the day. The first uh, alcoholic drink, the first cocktail I had uh, February 1st, I really felt that. And the first joint that I smoked after a month, I really felt that too. And that ultimately, that's the point of the tea break. The wallet help is nice. You know, saving some money on cannabis for a few weeks is obviously good. You save that money, put it aside. For me personally, the reason I'm doing it right now is because I indulged pretty heavily in 420. I I had a great, great weekend, great week afterward. I almost always do. I celebrate that holiday properly, in my view, and I I indulge. But then, to me, a natural follow-up to restore balance is a tea break. Three weeks. 21 days. For me, that's going to put me at May 19th. And for me personally, that's kind of a nice built-in place to end it because that'll be my bachelor party weekend. And uh, my brother just informed me that we've got reservations at the Rise in Mundelein on May 19th. So uh, I'll be there that night and I will be celebrating the end of my tea break as well as uh, the end of my bachelorhood in style. So this was very natural for me to just sort of jump into this tea break. And I understand that it's not, uh, let me, let me back up. It's, I was going to say it's not easy um, for, for, everybody. It's not. It's not easy for anybody. Let me let me say that. If, if you lean on cannabis, you know, as a, as a substance, whether, whether recreationally, medically, whatever, whatever you use it for, to sleep better, to for stomach discomfort issues, for body pain, go down the list. Whatever it is that you utilize cannabis for, it's not easy to take a tea break. You know, we any substances, cannabis included, again, not getting into the addiction here. That's not what I'm talking about. But If you're just talking about leaning on a substance, if you're somebody who likes to partake in the evening, or if you're an all-day, everyday user like myself, it is certainly not easy to completely change up your routine like that and and throw out a substance that you lean on um, pretty heavily. So... What are my tips and tricks here for getting through a tea break? Number one, put all your cannabis stuff away. If you got a, a little safe, if you have a little container, if you've got something, even a zip container that you can just stash in the back of a closet, get it away from yourself. 
remove that temptation. Don't have it in your line of sight. Don't have it in a place where you can smell it near you. Some people I know have it in like a coffee table drawer right in their living room. I myself have a lot of that. I cleaned out that drawer and I moved it into a case that's in the back of a closet now. I don't want to open the drawer and see it. I don't want to smell it. I don't want to have that temptation for these three weeks. So I I remove it from my immediate vicinity. Rule number two, find something else. And when I say something else, I'm not talking about a substance here. I'm really talking about an activity. Find something else to lean on. It's, it's very difficult to replace a substance that you're leaning on without some kind of substitute activity or substance. Now, there are some people who take a tea break from cannabis and then maybe they lean a little more heavily on alcohol or maybe they lean more heavily on mushrooms or caffeine. You know, I, I don't know what your particular, you know, brand of vodka is, but People have different sort of methods of replacing cannabis as that crutch. Myself, what I turn to when I'm on tea breaks like this, I try and lean pretty heavily on exercise and meditation. Now, I understand that that might be like advising somebody who's hooked on chocolate to start eating broccoli instead. Maybe that doesn't sound that good to you. But I will tell you, the reason that I have found it to be so effective is because I lean on cannabis in times of stress, anxiety, boredom, along with a long list of other conditions or, or feelings and such that I you know, would describe as negative. I lean on cannabis for a lot of things. When you exercise and you do so putting some effort in, you know, walking is an exercise, which is enough, but... You really want to break a sweat. And I say that because when you break a sweat, when you put your body into that place of movement, stress, work your muscles, work your organs, make your heart pump faster, raise your heart rate. When you do those things, your body releases endorphins. And cannabinoids and endorphins are, I I don't want to say they're the same, but they're very similar in terms of how you feel after your body processes those. The endorphins that you get from exercise, for me... That is a big way that I deal with the stress of not consuming cannabis during a tea break. Exercise becomes my substitute activity. When I'm sitting in my living room and I'm stressing, anxious, bored, those times when I would normally turn toward cannabis to help alleviate that, I get up, I go to the gym, and I burn some calories. And I come home and I'm feeling better. My mind is off of those negative places. My mind is in a better place and my body feels better. I'm not feeling stressed and anxious. And, you know, I've also had the added benefit of, you know, not only feeling better, but I have burned some calories and stuff. So exercise is a big one. Meditation, I've talked about on the show too. I realize meditation, a lot like cannabis, is in need of a rebrand pretty badly. When I talk about meditation, I'm not, you know, necessarily lighting incense and, and heading to any kind of temple or, or anything like that. And, and this is part of why I I feel it needs like a rebrand. What I do is I put on the app Insight Timer. You may have heard this come up during uh, one of my interviews. I spoke with a guest who utilizes it pretty heavily. Insight Timer is a free app and it comes with guided as well as unguided meditations. I, what I've done is I go to Insight Timer and I created a little soundtrack for myself. You can uh, alter, you can adjust the length of time, you can adjust the audio beds if you want some music, if you want 
want a bell to start the window, if you want a bell to end it, uh, if you want a, a nice river or the sound of birds chirping or any kind of nature, whatever it is that puts you in a nice chill zone, whatever gives you that zen feeling. And you know what I'm talking about, listener, when you're, you know, the opposite of the stress, when you feel like you're kind of in the flow and your mind is in a good equilibrium, a nice frequency, and you're just, you know, time gets a little bit lost and and you're just focusing on your breath and you just try and clear your mind. It's not not going to happen. You know, that's the whole thing with meditation is that you're basically trying to repeatedly clear your mind. The thoughts are going to come and that's okay. You, When the thoughts come and you're on a train of thought for 15, 20 seconds, 30, you bring yourself back to your breath and you try and actively set that thought in a little, what I imagine, I take that thought, I put it in a little leaf-made canoe, and I send it off on the river because I've got a little river sound in my uh, Insight Timer soundtrack there during my meditation windows. So I do this for about 10 or 15 minutes. I have it set right now during my tea break. My meditation timer is set for 15 minutes. So if I've already exercised like I did yesterday and I'm still feeling a little stressed, Meditate. Find a nice space in your home or go for a walk. Find a park. Sit under a tree. Get yourself in some sunlight, ideally. Get sunlight on your eyes. Put some over-the-ear headphones on or earbuds, whatever you've got. But make sure you've got something that is going to occupy that audio space for you. Make sure you're in some place where you can see either sunlight or you're in nature, sitting on some grass, feeling the wind on your face, and then put this Insight Timer soundtrack into your ears and let 10 minutes go by just just breathing and trying to clear your mind. I find, and this is me, I'm speaking for myself here only, I find that meditation and exercise are hugely helpful hugely helpful. I wouldn't be able to get through these tea breaks without them. That I'm willing, I am fully aware of that. This is how I get through tea breaks. Now, as I said, you know, some people might lean on other things like, um, you know, I, I know some people eat a little more when they stop smoking, um, whether that's cigarettes or cannabis or whatever. The act of smoking might be somewhat of an appetite suppressant. Not always with cannabis. Obviously, we're all pretty familiar with the munchies, I think. You know, oftentimes you might smoke and then eat a little bit more. It's very possible that for you, a side or fringe benefit, uh, an unintended benefit of the tea break might be you might lose a little weight, especially if you end up adding some exercise to your routine in order to combat that stress. You burn calories, you lose some weight. That These are the things that I lean on during my tolerance breaks in order to help get me through the days. But I wanted to let you know I am in day three of my tea break and I'm going for the 21 days. So I've got my eye on May 19th. It's marked on my calendar and I'll be going the three weeks. And the way I feel about it is that, like I said, people, I'm an all day, every day smoker at at the height of at the height of my cannabis use. I am an all day, every day smoker. I, I enjoy it. And, and not just, you know, smoking either, but, but gummies, tonics, any, any consumables, topicals, you name it. I, I'm all cannabis all the time. I, I love it. But that is also why it's kind of important for me and, and others like me, I think, to take these tolerance breaks. If I'm being honest, you know, it, it takes me, you know, recently, last week when I was still imbibing cannabis, last week it took me a lot to feel properly stoned. 
And, and again, properly stoned is subjective. You might be looking for a certain feeling from your cannabis use that's different from what I'm looking for. Maybe you just want a light buzz and to kind of relax at the end of the day. Maybe you want to be completely zonked and on a new reality, uh, you know, reflecting on stuff, a, a plane of thought or existence that you've never reached. That's the spectrum of cannabis use. You can use it for just a little bit of relief and a pleasant buzz, or you can, you know, take off and get yourself to another planet. Whatever it is that you're looking for. If you're a heavier user or a lighter user, everybody can benefit from a tolerance break. And what's nice about cannabis, at least again in my estimation, is that cannabis as a substance is a lot easier to stop using and take a break from like this than many other substances that people lean on to get through a life. I'm talking about cigarettes. I'm talking about sugar. I'm talking about alcohol. I'm talking about caffeine. Name it. Whatever you, you know, there's a lot that we as human beings lean on in 2023 to get through our days. And if you really consider taking a break from some of those other things, if you're a heavy user of something like alcohol or caffeine or sugar, let me tell you, when I took that dry month in January of 2020, the thing that was hardest for for me, I thought it would be cannabis. It was the caffeine. I had caffeine headaches for two or three days before I finally passed over that hill. That was probably the hardest for me to really shake. Cannabis, comparatively to like caffeine, sugar, or alcohol, cannabis is a lot easier, I think, to kind of stop using. Now, that experience is going to be subjective completely. You might find that cannabis is a lot harder for you to stop than anything else. That's different. We're all, we're all different. Perspective is subjective. That's a little phrase that I've been saying a lot re frequently. Perspective is subjective. You might find that stopping cannabis use is harder for you than stopping any of those other things. For me, and, and, and actually, I mean, for me right now, I'm not stopping anything. I haven't really been drinking alcohol because, you know, I'm still kind of shedding weight for this wedding here. But I've got my coffee right next to me here. I'm still indulging in delicious foods and such. So I just wanted to share that with you, listener. As I said, I'm still going to be uh, doing the podcast. I'm still going to be talking with people about cannabis. I can certainly talk about the topic. I'm interested in it, and there's a lot going on. It's not like the news of in the cannabis space is going to stop just because I'm on a tolerance break or anything. So I'm going to keep doing what I've been doing, but I just wanted to share with you that uh, from now until May 19th, for these next three weeks, I am on a tea break, and I'll tell you something else. I'll share something with you. Last night, which was my second night of this tea break, I had the most vivid dreams I have had in years. I mean, I don't know. Again, this is another topic where the research is not yet done. We don't know specifically the relationship between cannabis and REM sleep, but... There is some research that indicates that there is a relationship there. There is an effect from cannabis use on REM sleep. I don't know what it is. I don't have any definitive, you know, just like a lot of the research that's been done on cannabis, it's faulty. What we have is lacking. So there, I don't think there is a definitive conclusion that you can reach in regarding cannabis and its effect on REM sleep. But I will tell you my personal experience. I remember vivid dreams in January of 2020, and this morning... I sat in bed for 20 minutes after waking up just replaying the dreams that I'd had all through the night. I mean, it was like an HD movie, and I don't know how long. I mean, nobody does, right? Like, you could be dreaming for three minutes, and it feels like eight hours. I, I don't know how long of my entire eight hours of sleep was spent dreaming, but it felt like the entire time. And I remembered all this stuff when I woke up in the morning like I had watched, you know, seven movies yesterday. And that's just something where I lean pretty heavily on cannabis to fall 
fall asleep at night. And something that I've noticed over the course of my cannabis use is that I never remember my dreams. I, I, you know, I don't know if I have them, but when I wake up in the morning, I'm not remembering them if I do. That's just part of my experience with cannabis use. I'm not saying that's the same for everybody. You might remember your dreams as a cannabis user, but I lean on it to help me sleep and cannabis no doubt does help me get to sleep and stay asleep longer. That's one other note that I'll bring up here with the uh, the tolerance break. One of the, uh, you know, one of the, the tough times, and I'll say this just for myself, one of the toughest times during these tea breaks is when I'm laying down to go to sleep at night. I don't think I ever crave cannabis more than when I'm just ready to go to sleep and I'm I'm at that place. So it's hard. I'm not saying this is easy. It's hard to get through. But leaning on things like exercise and meditation, drink lots of water, read books, do things that you've been wanting to do. That's another thing is that I'm not saying I there's there's not a lot that I don't do when I'm using cannabis. I because I smoke all day every day, I've pretty much, you know, learned to operate my life using this and I'm capable of doing that. But to pretend like I'm not more productive, even these last two days, to pretend like I haven't been more productive than I probably would have been on a regular average weekend when I'm using cannabis versus now when I'm on the break, that, that, would, be, that would be false. I would be being dishonest if I didn't admit that I've been more productive these last two days than I might have been on a weekend when I'm using cannabis and such. So um, I, I'm finding that the time is passing a little faster. I'm finding that I'm plugging into activities and kind of staying more in those things, even like this podcast right now. I know I've been rambling for a while, listener, forgive me here, but I just wanted to kind of share with you, like I said, that I'm on this tea break and I'm finding it um, all the things I want from it that's what I'm focusing on. I am focusing on the 19th when I'll be at that rise in, in Mundelein and, and they're not, there's no sponsorship here. I'm not, you know, they're not paying me to say that that's where I'm going or anything. That That's not what this is, but I have just wanted to go there. It's become part of the bachelor weekend I'm going to have and that timed out to be exactly three weeks from the end of April. So it was just kind of a ready-made tolerance break right there for me on the calendar and I decided to jump into it and like I said, this is day three and I gotta say, I'm feeling pretty good right now. So if I can do it, you can do it. And it's worth doing. Again, like I said, no matter how much you use cannabis, this is worth doing, I believe. Throughout your your life as a cannabis user, tolerance breaks are, I, I think, uh, a very, very good thing to do. And boy, get ready for some vivid dreams, I'll tell you that. Because again, I, I'm not saying that's going to be this thing for everybody, but boy, get yourself ready for some vivid dreams. I mean, maybe, maybe you won't experience that the way that I did, but my goodness, uh, I know some of my friends also, when they take tea breaks, report very vivid dreams and remembering them a lot more than they do, so. That just seems to be a, a, a pretty, I, I don't want to say typical, but I, I'll say it's at least a, in my experience, it is a popular symptom of the tolerance break. It's vivid dreams. And I just wanted to share that with you, listener. As I said, if you have any questions or comments about tolerance breaks or what I've talked about in this episode, please share them with me at Seaman Podcast, Twitter and Instagram. Head to the website, CannabisManPodcast.com. Or if you're listening on Spotify, feel free to just reply to the show in that app and ask me a question 
the best question that's asked by a listener this week as I go through after this episode's released. The best question is going to get a free lighter, a butane torch lighter, courtesy of DynaVap. They sent me a few of those. So the best question or comment regarding uh, this episode, tolerance breaks, or anything else I've talked about will get a free butane torch lighter. And uh, all you got to do is, as I said, uh, use one of those methods, uh, Spotify, Twitter, Instagram, or the show's website to communicate your uh, your question or comment. And I'll get that out to you. Thanks so much for listening to this episode, listener. I will have another guest interview to bring you next week, as well as all the news topics and events coming up related to cannabis in and around Illinois, the country, and the world on the next episode of the Cannabis Man podcast. Bye-bye. Cannabis Man is 100% originally crafted by myself, Don Kleppen. Original theme music written and composed by Yusu Kim, a.k.a. Goodson. Goodson.